You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hello, guys, and thank you for joining us for this midweek episode on virtue signaling and villainizing and other no-nos of your relationship, especially if you are an Enneagram and relationship person. We want to hold ourselves to high standards, and I'm only laughing because sometimes I know that we are just very normal and very average people despite having Enneagram knowledge, but we still want to try. You know, I'm an idealist. I'm always going to pull you just a little bit higher, hope to make you just a little bit shinier, better, more glowy, and also hope to do the same thing myself knowing, guys, that we also get a lot of grace for these processes. So today, yes, we're going to be talking about ways that you can make sure that you don't just villainize your spouse, of course not yourself either, but just in my last few weeks of practice, people have been asking me both in my marriage trainings with my coaches, as well as in our sessions about uh, really making sure they don't villainize. And, and it's very common and that's why it's been coming up. But here's the good news and here's why I tried to make this our mini episode this week is because honestly, everybody's been also saying just the reminder of not doing it is big. So let that sink in for a moment with a deep breath. Just wow. Okay. So my spouse is not a villain. Repeat after me. My spouse is not a villain. And then also repeat after me. I am not the hero. My spouse is not a villain and I am not the hero. And by the way, I hope you guys together go on the hero's journey. So it doesn't mean that you don't have heroic qualities. It just means in your relationship, it's not quite so uh, broad strokes for them. And we love to think of our relationship in terms of colors here. Uh, and then you get this finely tuned palette and nuanced, uh, you know, you're like, I'm a Monet and they're a Picasso over here. So don't do that. Make sure that you realize you each have some beautiful places and there are places for Picassos too. And I really love just doing episodes like this where we're going to go through every single type and ways we can villainize each other. Uh, but before we do, that, I just also want to uh, thank those of you who joined our launch team, and I'm not going to be talking about it that much during these uh, summer episodes because we have so many big things to talk about here in terms of our sexuality month and our uh, great conversations we have planned for that month. This month, we're talking about adventures in marriage. Um, it's sort of like the adventures in 
babysitting, but I think a little bit more fun, I hope. Um, and then also uh, we'll come back to more book talk in the fall as we really try to, uh, you know, build up our community. But I was so happy to see us rising up in the charts. And uh, just that little mini book launch we did actually made some waves on the Amazon uh, charts. So I was like, yay. But um, but anyway, book talk and yes, I guess also B-O-O-K, T-O-K. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm a dork. Anyway, going on, you know, I'm squirreling a bit. I want to talk briefly before we talk about the ways we can villainize each type. Um, I want to remind you about virtue signaling. Also, a good example of virtue signaling is when you are looking once again at yourself with that sort of fundamental attribution error, but also saying, uh, you know, I'm going to do good things. I do good things, telling the narrative to your friends that you do good things, and then coming home and being a slouch. I can't tell you how many couples I've had where uh, they say to me, in totally innocent ways. I can't believe that um, my friends and family all know that I'm so great, but my spouse can't see it. And I just want to remind you, like, you are so great, first and foremost. You absolutely are. But your spouse sees all of you, not just those shiny parts that you show to the public. They see the hard spaces in you too. So um, maybe they're too harsh of a critic sometimes, but they definitely can help to refine you and show you areas for growth, areas that they themselves have done some work. And surely you could do the same for them. So we can come to our spouse's uh, opinions of us with some humility at least and not do quite as much virtue signaling of I've already done this work. This is the narrative I tell the community. And also a very tangible example would be if you uh, were sharing on your social media all about an event for a charity and then you never contributed. Uh, And I'm not saying that that's bad because you may say, I don't have the money, but I want somebody else to contribute. But it's sort of the same thing when we say, I am, you know, out here promoting Enneagram work and then yet I'm not doing mine at all because uh, Krista and other podcasters have said that, uh, it's okay for average and, and that's to be expected sometimes. And, and I hope if you ever hear me say it's okay to be average, I just mean I get it. Like we're normal. And that's why I'm jokingly saying that too today. Like I get it that, you know, we're not all perfect or even perfect at all, but that we do have intentions that we work hard at and we do develop grit and over time we do see progress and uh, it's beautiful to see that. I know if you look back on your life in 10 years from like, if you looked back 10 years, I think you would see things that you're like, yeah, that's still going on. Okay. Feeling sheepish. But then you would also see things where you're like, oh, I tangibly took a step from this neighborhood to that neighborhood where now I'm living in a place that I love. Or maybe you're like, I don't have the job I want yet, but I am partway there. Or, you know, I finished up this part of life that was excruciating and hard. And I'm just able to see that I've walked forward through the refiner's fire to get to the other side. Um, And the scripture that's been coming to mind as I process these points with you uh, is a scripture I've mentioned a lot on this podcast, but I was able to go one step deeper with it. And I'm not sure if it was a thing from God, but I felt like it was in the sense that I've often looked at the story of the woman who was struggling with adultery and she was uh, caught in the very act. And she was struggling so much that everyone said, can we stone this woman, Jesus, um, because we want to make sure that she pays for her sins. 
And I think that Jesus, of course, took time to kind of let them sit with that. This is in John 8, if you want to look it up ever for a reference. Uh, and I, this is the place where I was really kind of thrown this time, uh, is I usually stop after I remember that Jesus said, like, you who's without sin, be the first to cast the stone. And uh, then he says to the woman, like, where is everybody who condemned you? They walked away. I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. Like, I usually say, okay, let's be mature, right? Like, let's be compassionate to others when we find people sinning around us. And let's remember what God said. Like, we all do too, right? We sin. Um, we have vices. If you don't like the word sin, some of you may not have a faith life, but but vice or sin. Um, and I think I want to add to it this week that I think that when we um, sort of virtue signal, even scripturally, we might just go, well, you know, she was sinning. She was caught in the act and Jesus said, stop sinning. And I, I was thinking, I wonder what her life was like after that. Because I think that from what I can understand about just human nature, oftentimes, um, you know, we, we hear something good from God and then we still make mistakes after that. So I was thinking, you know, he gave her a good word. He changed her life forever, I hope. And I hope that she truly took that to heart. But we don't really get to hear more about that right after that. Um, we're right introduced to a beautiful remark from Jesus saying, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to dock, walk, walk in darkness anymore. And I love that. And so uh, I think that's very encouraging for us. But I also want to just remind ourselves here, if we're virtuous signaling at all that like I at least want to be vulnerable to say I still have to walk the walk every day of faith I have to um, put one foot in front of the other I have to go to God sometimes with fear and trembling over my little issues and sometimes they're big but when I say little I don't think they're little to me at all I just mean like they're not these outward things that people can always see sometimes my family can see them broadly but but sometimes they're just little moments with God where I'm like day to day moment to moment, almost it feels like inch by inch, just kind of crawling towards God. Like, okay, I need that time with you. I need to settle into some spiritual growth with you. I need to pray. I need to, you know, not just rest my eyes for a micro nap, but really rest in you. Uh, and I do that before bed every single night if possible, uh, which I love going through my Bible app plans. Um, but I also want to just invite you to that process of knowing like it's a walk. It's not just like a one and done. It's a daily act of making sure that you're not villainizing your spouse. And I'll just quickly go through each type and how we can do that. Um, so I think that sometimes we can, um, I'm going to say how we villainize each type. I think how we can villainize ones is we can say um, they think they're better than everybody else and um, they really don't um, see all the good of the world. They're just looking for bad and we can forget that that's their gift of bettering the world and that often they're very tired and they do see the good but this is just hard because that is their gift to go into details and so we can de-villainize them by saying I'm thankful that they can make the world a better place and that is their gift even though at times dot 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 now with twos, sometimes we can say they're so prideful. They think they're better than everybody else. They think they have to be the giver. They think they have to be God's right hand. And uh, I'm tired of seeing that. Who knows what we would say as a spouse? Of course, these are all going to be nuanced and go out all the different branches. They could go out um, depending on the nuances. But I think that you can remind yourself they are givers. And 
you know, sometimes they can give manipulatively, but often twos are just giving because they love to give. We don't have to read into that and we can just love them right where they're at. Also, I think with threes, we can look at them and say, you know, they're just achieving out there. They want to be, um, once again, better than everybody else. And um, they're just trying to brag and they're always, they're always saying all the good things they did. But I think that you need to remember this is not a villain thing. They're trying to connect with you. A lot of times that's exactly what threes are trying to do is say, I'm trying to bond with you and this is the best way I know how. And so try to join them right there. Now, if it's a four, sometimes you might say, I don't understand. They're going away. They're withdrawing. And then they're coming up to me and asking for attention. And, you know, that's, you know, really making me kind of label them with mental health issues and, and not feel like they really are stable, but understand that they feel things very deeply. And that sometimes when they go away, it's to protect you from any unhealthy anger or envy that they have. And so there, there's sometimes a lot of love wrapped up in that withdrawal. Um, and with five, sometimes we might feel like, I can't believe they keep leaving me to go retreat. But sometimes in their retreats, they're trying to protect you and love you as relationalists that they are, um, but with you in mind. So do ask them about that sometimes and say, when you're thinking and questioning and taking all that energy to do so, are you thinking about us sometimes? And I think you're going to hear a lot of yeses. Um not a villain thing there. Um, now sixes, sometimes you know this, they are coming in to prote- protect, prepare, plan, uh, really try to keep you guys safe. And so it might be tempting to say they're pushing too hard. They're asking too much. They're leaning in so far that I feel a little smothered or stifled. Uh, but it's really important. And something I've learned to do is to say, this is loving and this is trying to connect. And sixes are very social. And so really understanding that. And when I say social, I don't mean like social subtype. I just mean they like to connect and that's a good thing. And so really seeing that as a healthy part, even if you're setting boundaries else with them. Okay. Type sevens. Sometimes we might think, you know, they're coming on too happy and too joyful and this is very selfish. They don't want to face the problems of the world, but oftentimes sevens are doing a lot of work. And so it's something that is keeping them busy is to have a good attitude. And there's a lot of genetic good about that because they keep the world encouraged. Um, But sometimes we can just say, well, they're not able to handle the depths. And I think that sometimes that's true. They're not, but that doesn't mean they don't want to or that they can't improve there. Um, and I also think with sevens, you need to remember uh, that sometimes they're running fast because of anxiety and they don't always know that. Um, now with type eights, I think that it's important not to villainize in the way of them defending their territory. Sometimes that's a very base sort of thing people do need to do to protect one another. And we've had a lot of uh, issues overall globally and still do to this day with warring tribes uh, and cultures. And so it's important that we know that eights are aware of the, uh, you know, the polarities of life sometimes, and they're making sure that everybody is doing what they need to be doing in a clarified way. And it can feel harsh or bossy or manipulative. And I just want you to understand there's a lot of good to that as well. And then lastly, with our nine, sometimes it can feel like they don't pull in, they don't do the work for the relationship. A lot of the time that's because they love you so much that they're trying to let you have the things you need and they're giving and they're thoughtful to you and they feel bad to ask 
ask and they sometimes don't even feel important. So as much as you might think they're trying to check out and not care, there's a lot of care and understanding of who you are wrapped up in that. So come around them too and love them versus villainizing them as just a slothful person. And even just justing about any of us is not good. Like they're just and uh, really limiting them to their typology in this one little aspect uh, isn't good. So let's paint everybody here with more grace. Uh, Let's also do that for ourselves and let's come back with hopefully one tip from today. Think of that one thing you can take from today's episode with you that you're going to carry out and shine out with. And I am doing the very same thing with you. We are enjoying a week at Yellowstone as a family this week and Arches and Moab, some of the most beautiful little hiking spaces, but I'm not going full throttle like I used to. Yay. I am listening to my family and letting them uh, take me on the softer journey so we can enjoy beauty, nature, some hiking, but nothing cray cray. (laughs) So that's a good thing. All right. Well, you have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple podcast or Spotify so others can find it too visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.